Good morning all, and welcome to today's <coughs> Sunday Q&A on what is shaping up to be a very sunny bank holiday weekend. They never happen. <laughs> Lovely. I mean, I don't know, because I'm recording this Saturday morning. I want to do it Friday night. I want to do it Friday night, get everything done, because I'm in the office now. So I'm, in, in, um, I'm getting the hang of things in the office, and as I get a better idea, I will be doing videos on how to post loads on the exchange, how to check the diary on the exchange. I don't use the computer that much. Um, also, because I'm now in front of a computer screen, I'm wearing glasses all day long, which means I'm developing the tiny eyes of a shrew. <laughs> because that seems to happen when you wear glasses. You Things sink, don't they, really? But um, can't help it, really. I can see the screen without them. It's just a bit of a, you know, it's a bit, it's, I can see it better with them. So, I think that's the point of glasses. Marvellous inventions. They're basically just magnifying glasses on bits of sort of plastic. Clever that, isn't it? Um, yeah, so what have we got this week? Um, firstly, as introductions, Ian Coyle says, nice pen. Thanks, Ian. One for you there, mate. It's coming to you now. There it is. Just grab it out the other side. Um, and Shane Harley says, happy anniversary, Pete. Another good Q&A. Thanks very much, Shane. I just put that one in there because the, the missus drew me, she, she draws, she copies. She calls herself the forger, so, and I keep throwing her, uh, for the, one of, I don't really know why, but I keep throwing her like superhero things to draw. So she's drawn me a great big Captain Britain. We've never had Captain Britain. We've had Captain America and Thor and Spider-Man and all that. But there is a Captain Britain, and they reckon old Henry Cavell might play him if they ever bring a film out, so... If the microphone goes flat, I think I left it on. Still going green? Yep. Um, I'll have to edit it, in which case I'll show you a picture. If it doesn't, just thanks. All right, so before we start, I keep mentioning that I'm going to do something on the, um, the TikTok and the, what's the other one, the Instagram, but you've got to make them short, so I was going to cut my videos down. But that's proved to be a pain because the aspect ratios are all wrong. One's 16, nine, and the other's 916, so one's portrait and one's gallery or landscape. And also, since I've been working in the office, I kind of lost the impetus. So at the moment, the videos you're seeing are ones that I made when I was out on the road, but I've only got a couple more of them left to go. And so what I thought I'm going to do and because they're supposed to be short videos, I'm going to introduce a new regular feature to the show, which is a question of the week. So what I'm going to do, because they've also, someone says that if you do these, you can actually, you can tag something or someone ask a question and you can tag an answer on the end or you can, you can answer a question and they can tag something on the end and you can reply and I have no idea how this stuff works. But so I'm going to pick out a question every week, and it's not gonna necessarily be the best question. Don't sit thinking, my question was better than that. My question related to, you know, weights on vans. Your one was just like, how many carrots can you carry? But that won't be that one. I don't know one's ever asked that question. I can guarantee I'm not gonna get a load of questions saying, how many carrots can you carry? Why do I do this to myself? Um, but it might be a regular question, like how much money can you make? What is a short wheelbase van, blah, 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 because it's gonna be easy. Just like the old days when I used to just record a three minute video, go like that, post it. It's gonna be a one minute video. So what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna record some shorts for them too. I'll put it on YouTube too, but I might put it on them during the week and then put it on YouTube later or something like that. I'll put, I, don't, I haven't fully worked it out yet. This, in fairness, is just a blatant attempt for anybody um, who, um, to try to get them to tune into other channels because it's just all free subscribers and stuff like that. And it's all wonderful and it helps you with things. I've got a couple of things in the pipeline. I've got something might be coming up, might be on the telly. Say no more. 
don't know, like telly in the loose sense of the word, but might be on the telly. Um, also, I've got a video coming up, which is clickbait, and I'm gonna massively apologize for it now, but as I will explain in the video, I actually think I might be able to get you guys saying it for nothing. So I've got to do it. It's got to be worth doing. That's the intro. Without further ado, this week's video were... Do we timestamp? 426. Um, what happens if a job goes wrong? <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple go wrong lately. I had one go wrong the week after, didn't I? Really? But this one was Jesus. So Shane Hardy says... Rubbish event with a bit of good news in the middle. Well done for the kid and the kid's boyfriend. Please for them. Yep, he's moving in three weeks yesterday, which means he's coming here two and a half weeks. It's only for two nights. I can live with that. It's fine. We're moving him in. Hopefully it'll be work well. You know, cool. Thanks, Shane. Uh, Dale Steele says, when a job gets reposted, the absolute last thing you should do is lower the price. Guys like that need putting out a business. You need to... You need to... Uh, you need to invoice for return cost too. Uh, they don't want to pay issue court proceedings. It isn't about the hundred pounds. It's just, but just think if you let him get away with it, he's going to treat others like that. It's a reasonable point, Dale. There's a couple of things I would say. Firstly, if a job comes up, even, and you're right, if it's been reposted, you know they can't move it, so you know that they're, they're struggling. But if it suits you down to the ground and it was so short and it's so and it's so red like forked on forked off 20 miles straight loaded straight off the problem is he lied if it would have been what he told it to it would have been absolutely fine and as for the court proceedings as i've said before it's like sometimes when you get a parking fine so you challenge it so you write your letter so you challenge it so you write you another letter and, da, 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 da. and eventually after five letters and six months you win and they let you off the 65 quid. And then you start working back through the man hours, and you go, I have put 20, 30 man hours into fighting this thing, plus posting things off, plus emailing things off, and all that kind of stuff, to save yourself 65 quid. And if you work that down, you, you say, well, I'm getting paid a pound an hour for this. It doesn't, it's not worth the grief. <coughs> <coughs> Sometimes it's just better to wipe your mouth and walk away. And that's exactly what I did, but you're right, it's a matter of principle, but if it's a matter of principle, you should fight. The thing is, I'm not running a, a, a principle campaign. I'm trying to run a business, and ultimately, for me, it's a matter of money. It's a matter of getting to where I need to be as best I can. And that's, but I, I do agree with you. They shouldn't get away with it. Oh, but there's a lot of things in life that aren't right, and they're really so. Still, um, white man, I feel green. Yeah, uh, white man in the van says. I had the same as this where the CX won't, don't allow you to use your legal rights. Had you held the goods, you would have been kicked off the CX, no question, despite the law saying that you can, that you can, and you being justified to. The CX expect you to return the goods and then complain if they don't pay. The CX don't expect anything, to be honest with you. The CX just don't get involved. The CX are a business, again, that just wants hassle-free life, and they can't be bothered so it is down to you but again it's the nature of the beast it's a matter of knowing what it is working out how you're going to deal with it and moving forwards um freddie fletcher courier who's also got his own channel out there freddie fletcher Courier. if i can i do you want to link um i don't watch i don't watch anybody it's nothing personal i just don't i've spent my entire time looking doing courier things why do i want to look at things people doing courier things but i know that a lot of you comment that he's he's, he's uh, there so there will link for old freddie Keep up the good work, mate. Men out there that are in vans now that I am not anymore. Um, Pete, don't be soft. You did the job. You need paying for it. 
don't aim off because he will do it to the next driver as well, as a man said as well. Freddie, what can I do, my friend? <laughs> if it happened all the time, I suppose, then you would have to make um, a concrete effort to deal with it. But the fact that it happens once every blue moon, I mean, these, I think that's a... When it happened, I pulled over and I spoke to Jem, and I said, I, I, I said, this has never happened to me before. And you've got to bear in mind, I've been in the office for two weeks. I've been running for nearly five years now. And she went, no, it's never happened to me either. So in, the, in all the time that we've been running, all the time that I've been running personally as a courier, never happened. So it's, and again, you think you've got the whole thing sorted out. You think you know exactly what's going on. And then you can guarantee something, what, it picture sideways. And you go, oh, that's new. Just know how to deal with it. <coughs> Domain name vices. The scenario in this video is similar to another scenario, which is he, he's, he's, the, he's the, the, the stock trading guy, isn't he? He says, people lose money because they can't cope losing money. For example, 90% of day traders lose money because they don't realise that losing money is part of day trading, and they can't close losing trades and focus on winning a profitable trade. Uh, so they lose even more money, and they can't move on to a losing trade from a positive trade. I think what he's saying here is... Um, you. If you see the money go down, you keep backing it. It's a bit like, you know, there's, there's a thing in poker, isn't it? Oh, you, you've, got so, like, you've got so much money in the kitty that you can't fold. It's a bit like, I put, so you just keep pumping more and more and more in. And even though you want to be a loser, it's a matter of sometimes you've got to cut loose, walk away, take, right, now. I'm, not, I, I'm doing this one now. We'll, we'll, we'll write that one off. We'll start a number two. And, and he's dead right. It's exactly what I did. Read it off and then just move on to the next one. He said, how about adding an hour's waiting time and handball charge in terms and conditions? Again, it's all negotiable. Now I'm working in the office. I, I, you know, the trucks are on all the time. I had one guy at Amazon this week, my mate Harry. Harry is our driver who hates waiting the most. He normally goes um, into in, this Amazon and it's normally done within an hour and a half. So we don't even do them for waiting time. We give an hour's waiting time for free, but they're a regular firm. It's Charlie out there. I don't know if you're listening, Charlie. You're probably not. Um, and um, they're brilliant. They, they just they just run me up. So I've got a load of jobs. Can you do them? Yep, no problem. Send them for a great Pete. You're a legend. I love him. He's the nicest guy. And um, but this particular day, he went in, and he said, he said, you're looking at four hours, mate. And Harry hates waiting. He run me up. I said, Harry, what can I do? He went in three hours later. They said, um, yeah, you're looking at another three hours. And Harry gone in the first time, and he said, look, I'll tip it myself. I've got a pump truck. I've got a tail lift. I'll take it off myself. And he went, it's not that. He said, we've got the staff. He said, we just haven't got any space. He said, I'm Charlie. And I went, and he turned around to me. I said, we're in for waiting time, Charlie. He said, yeah, of course you are. No problem at all. Lovely guy. And he went... He said, they're the biggest company in the world and they can't organise deliveries. As it was, when they said another three hours in the second one, I, I wrote Charlie, said, right, that's it. He said, give them till two o'clock. And um, say, if it's not done by two o'clock, we're pulling out. So Harry done this. Half past one, I get the phone call. We've got to bear in mind he was on site at half past nine in the morning. And um, this could have been a video on its own, couldn't it? Um, I missed out there. And... Charlie, Charlie rang me up and he said, look, he said, they're now saying five o'clock on the email, pull him out now. I've rung Harry, Harry says, no, I'm just clearing the gate, I've got rid of it. <laughs> Good man, got it off, rung Charlie. He was going to give me a ton of waiting time. And the return load, I said, you don't have to pay me. Just pay me for what we've done. Thanks, Pete. We work together, you know, it's got to be done this way. 
getting to, I'm getting to know people. It's nice. We will be videos about being in the office. Um, and also, sorry, I've cut you short there, Domain Guy. He also does go on, however, to say, because he's on the, um, he's also very much on the automated vans, and we got a response to this from um, Ian, the urban trucker. Domain uh, name guy says, you know, it's just not because he's on about automated vans, automated lorries when it's going to come in. And I've mentioned it before, but I've said, oh, don't know what's going to happen. We might turn it into a video in fans. A scenario about automated thought this could exist. He said, would you want basically how many couriers here would, would allow and feel comfortable about letting an automated counterbalance or reach thought truck unload their vehicle? Now, I'm going to throw a little thing in the mix just ahead of this, which is me. I would most certainly let a automated fork truck unload my vehicle because in my experience, 25% of fork truck drivers think your truck is their brakes. <laughs> just driving at the side of it. Bang! I'm like, mate! I don't say anything in fairness. She's a big girl. She's a strong old Veronica. You just think, do you want to just maybe stop? slightly before you pick the pan it up as opposed to just crashing into the side of my truck but no they just do that and i'm sure automated ones would have all these beepy sensor things which means it wouldn't happen still i'm in the office now don't mention that uh right so there was a response like i say from my mate nick the urban trucker he says pete and this is just a response because this is what we do on this channel we all talk together we all take it all on board and we take away what we feel we need to he said what's the point yeah. Um, I strongly disagree with Domain about his view that in 10 years' time we will be jobless with autonomous vehicles taking over. Now, this is good news to anyone who wants to join the Courier Exchange, if he's right. And I, I, I'm honest, I, I, I are a bit towards Nick, because I've always said, for a solitary job, you need a lot of social skills. <laughs> um, firstly, legislation is honing in to take years before the government agrees on the needs to put in place the... It's going to take years to implement to put through Parliament, uh, uh, and, uh, and we all know how the civil servants work. Uh, the rules on the Highway Code and the Traffic Act will need updating. That's going to be a minefield on its own. This is more about autonomous vehicles on the road. Uh, not to mention that insurance companies are going to have their heads all around this. Uh, not to mention European governments are going, to, are going to have to agree on legislation rules for autonomous vehicles crossing borders. The technology these vehicles will need is immense. Uh, they would have to know all of the traffic laws for each country what roads they're allowed on, and even what side roads to be on. This is with trucks, obviously. This is not so much with cars. But this trucks or, or even vans is going to be more of a concern, isn't it? Particularly now, you have to have an operator's licence to go into Europe in a van. Um, this isn't going to happen overnight. We have had autopilot now for over 100 years, yet we still have pilots in planes and captains on ships who could argue that one of um, the most technological values ever built into space shuttle is still the astronauts to fly it. These technology companies want you to believe they're coming very soon, but it's not the truth and they're having a lot of problems. This is just the way of the tech companies getting a bit of free publicity because they know how controversial the subject is. A lot of clickbait. Uh, now, the biggest reason that autonomous vehicles won't be taking over anytime soon, we are humans and we pay taxes. We also have the power of voting. No government is going to want to upset the voters nor to avoid hundreds of thousands of people it's going to put out of work that quickly. I'm not sure about that one. Um, I've been in this industry 30 years, plus every year you hear that autonomous trucks are coming. Well, I'm still here driving a truck. 
good man. <laughs> Will this happen? Yes. But I'll be a very old man if a live one this does happen. I've got a comment to make about you, Liz, but I'll wait till next week. The you, Liz, thing's still going on, mate. Bring it on, yeah. Um, I think we have enough to get through this week, mate. Mate, a pleasure as always, you know. So, and you're right. I mean, the one thing I will say about the taxi stuff, I'm not sure about that. You can't stop the progress, okay? They're not stopping robots going into... Um, you know, the distribution centres. Have you ever seen that video? Uh, my cousin sent me, because he works at Cardo, Square Robots, and how one, like an item of 227 Mars bars can move 50 different locations in space of a minute, space of a minute and it drops and it goes, dum, 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 and all these little things going all the way around. It's, fucking, it's, it's fantastic. It's brilliant the way it goes, like, you know. Um, yeah, but, and that's obviously putting a load of staff out of business, which is, you know, just we're going to make a load of workforce redundancy, we don't need them anymore, which is a load of lot less tax. But no one stopped it. They can't stop it. We're putting, we're putting robots in. As for all the, uh, the, the minutiae of the plan, that bit I certainly agree with. And also there is so much more to delivering stuff and being a courier driver than just getting there and getting, you know, it's not A to B. There is so much more to it. I can't find the place, mate. Have you got a booking reference number? It's round the back. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be here, but it's actually over there. Try telling an autonomous robot truck that actually it's uh, down the road next to the scrapyard. Yeah, good luck with that. Mm. And finally, we've got a couple of comments on this week. Um... <laughs> which is true. Dolly says, unfortunately, nice people don't pay their mortgage. No, mate, they don't. <laughs> move on to the next one Brian Webb <laughs> says that's what you get for working cheap yes I know Brian thank you the old seasoned lorry driver up the road who's been doing it all his life who's slowly him and his son who are slowly trying to hammer into me that I'm doing it wrong I'm getting there I'm just a bit thick and um, finally Robert of Ben Transport says ah he's done the old poodle trick on you <laughs> yes he did I walked in the guy had a poodle or something well I don't know the dog comes up <laughs> And I kind of thought, oh, I can't be angry with you now. <laughs> my wife had this thing once. She said, I was driving down to my wife, and this guy came in, in a white van, what would you expect, uh, from the inside lane, cut straight across from the outside lane. She said, I'm blaming me on, I pulled up with it. She said, blew me a kiss. She said, instantly, I couldn't work out whether I was supposed to be angry or flattered. <laughs> Just completely diffused the situation. And as for the puppy dog trick, that's one of the four favourite selling things. I can't remember the fourth one, so here's a question here for the wise guys. We're going to straight into the question with the wise guys. Wise guys. Question for the wise guys. Why am I looking at my watch? That's not going to be a timestamp. It's on there. 1839. It's going on a bit. Um, that's still green. Yep. Um... Now, I used to watch Hustle, used to love Hustle, you know, the comment, it's the ex-market trader thing, and there are four different selling techniques. There's um, the negative, the puppy dog, the Benjamin Franklin, and a fourth one. The negative's my favourite, which is, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the other two first. The puppy dog is sort of like, here it is, there you go, do you want to pet it? You can take it home if you like, bring it back if it's no good. You've sold it. The Benjamin Franklin is, it's, you tell them, it's solid, it's reliable, it's going to save you money, it's facts them out, you know, this is something you need in your life. Look, you know, you watch it all the time on QVC, it's light, it's really, the reason it's light is because it's cheap, it's rubbish, it's light, it charges really quickly, it's so much better than the hoover you get at the moment, you know, this is rubbish, but they've sold it to me. The negative, which is my favourite, is um, you can't have it. The second you tell somebody that they can't have it, 
it's the single thing they want the most in the world. I'm thinking about joining the Curie Exchange. Sorry, we're full. Sorry? Yeah, no, sorry, we're completely full. We can't take any more um, applicants. We've completely... uh, Well, no, no, I want to join. No, no, we're full. Go on, I'll pay you money. You see what I mean? As soon as you turn around and say you can't have it, they want it. And there's a fourth one. I cannot for the life of me remember the fourth one. And I can't go through seven series of hustle just trying to get to the one line. You can guarantee I'll go to the toilet when it comes in and miss it. So if anybody knows what the fourth selling technique is, please let me know. Anyway, but sensible wise guy issues, back to talking about careers. We've got a load coming up on gardening. You can tune out for that bit. <coughs> uh, Clive Littlewood. Right, now a guy asked about the, um, the thermal printer, and it wasn't me who had the thermal printer. It was Dave from Anvil Logistics who's got a thermal printer in his van, and Wayne Rawlings also said it's Dave from Anvil Logistics in his van. Also, Anvil Logistics, another one. We'll do another little uh, link there. Another guy out on the road in the video in the van. Now, I'm not in, I'm not in the vans anymore, lads, but I've said all the way along, it's not about... It's about getting the information... It genuinely is getting the information across. Now, I ain't in the vans anymore, but... Big Beard is still out there. I think he's just done one recently. I know a lot of people tuning into him. I think he's got a lot of good advice. Um, Freddie Fletcher, like I say, Wayne Rawlins, uh, Van on the Run's not there anymore. He's driving a truck, but still comments from time to time. Cheers. But I'll do you a link over there to um, Anvil Logistics. If you want to check out another guy, check him out. You know, see what's going on out there. If you're thinking about joining, listen to these guys. They're out doing it now. I'm in the office. Don't mention that. Um, oh, I love it. Honestly, the idea of not getting up to an alarm clock. Top past two, I got up. You know, half two, I got up past two, drive to Manchester, and now I kind of like, I don't get up because I've got to look jobs, next jobs, and then you'll get the need a reference number. But I'll tell you what it is as well. This is going on. Um, I'm trying to find my role in the office, trying to sort of bed down, say, what am I supposed to be doing? My eyes really have disappeared in my head. Um, And um, it's kind of like... Football manager. I've been watching that thing, Wrexham, on the Disney. That's brilliant. The Ryan Reynolds thing, really good. And I've also, Ted Lasso, which is the best thing on TV. I'm trying to get hold of a Jamie Tart away top. The orange one. It's not there. You can buy Richmond, Richmond Athletic. If you don't watch Ted Lasso, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you can get it, it's just great. It's just really, really good. You know? And it's kind of like being a football manager. It's kind of trying to keep them going keep the energy up and um, making sure that they're doing it right and, and, and having to pull them in when they're, when they're not doing it right. And it's just, just knowing how to do it. But I'm working, I'm, you know, these are all things I'm learning. I say when I've actually got some kind of a handle on it, I'll start talking about it. I peek behind the velvet curtain, but at the moment I'm still on the learning curve. So, um, Right, Cowboy Dan, he says, thanks, he said, I've done some research into... Converting my, oh yeah, this was, can you change a Euro 5 to a Euro 6 if you swap the engine over? And he said, I've done some research into converting my old van, LPG, about emissions that would make it ULES compliant, but it won't. ULES is based on the original engine and on a number plate. Its modifications, uh, and it's modified. Your number plate will tell the ULES camera you're an old vehicle registered before the ULES, despite your new clean engine is. Now, I know back in the day I had to get a catalytic converter and surely this was 20 years ago but no it strikes me and again which only goes to prove it's not about the emissions it's just about the money 
So you tell me, say, I want to keep my van. I've got an adapter kit. It costs two thousand pound. I'll put it on my van and it clean the air out. And it's actually actually going to make it's actually going to pump out oxygen rather than CO two. It's going to make it the greatest thing ever. Nope, you still pay us the money. It's not. It's just poor people's tax under the guise of ecology. Nick, I look forward. Nick, the urban truck. I look forward to your um, comment on the ULS next week. We'll carry on, carry the debate going. So, oh, and he's actually got a comment here as well. He says, Pete. He said, this is good advice to everybody as well. This is from the wise guys. He said, my advice is to get some, um, all right, uh, yeah, there. Uh, to get some damage waiver forms. This is when you're tipping a pallet. You know, like I've, I've had to tip two pallets of stones. John had to do one last week. He had to do an 800 kilo pallet. Um, he reversed, he was very clever. He reversed the lorry up to the woman's driveway, put the pump truck down, and it just went zoom, straight onto the driveway when he pulled off. Very clever. He said, my advice is to get some damage waiver forms made up when your drivers are delivering to residential properties and get customers to sign before you drive onto their property. Put the emphasis on the person taking the delivery. The amount of times I hear people trying to make claims against delivery companies for damages to driveways, drain covers, underground, uh, underground utilities after the delivery, sometimes months after delivery, it can get very expensive and leave liable costs. It's just a way of covering your back and insurance. Um, well, thank you too, mate. We've got a thing called Rocket Lawyer where um, you, you need any of these forms. You pay like 30 quid a month, but you need any forms or anything like that. You just ping them and they just send you, send you off. And I think I might do that. So thanks very much for your advice. All right, we're on the trucks. going to be a long one today. But like I say, you can tune out at the end bit. Um, probably tuned out by now in fairness Steve Campbell right now this is to do with the guy who said can you just run on a tractor unit or do you need a trailer Steve Campbell says if you if you only need a unit it will say on the exchange tractor, traction only now I don't tend to search above 18 tonnes so I don't see the bigger jobs because there's no point all I go is oh that's a brilliant job it's exactly what oh no it's for a lorry it's for a big lorry we got lorries you know sort of bendy one um um, yeah, Godzilla said, tractor unit alone, there's a few near me that run as an owner driver. Not sure if I should say whom they work for, but I know their rates are 500 quid a day, which is pretty standard, actually. You don't get that much more for a, for, for a six axle than you do for an 18 tonne, but you can get more than one load on it, so you can double up. Um, and it's a delivery to supermarkets, so not too far, or maybe they just do short jobs. I also know they don't move three days out of five, so I'm not sure why I would bother. Oh, there you go. And Nick's back in on this one as well. He said, Pete, whoever puts an Arctic on the HF is definitely going to need their own trailer. You, you used to see traction jobs on the HX, but they were very rare. Normally it was Amazon, but I haven't seen any traction jobs listed for about 18 months. Definitely do a video on your strap man. Yes, I've got to do that. Um, you see big companies put their names on the straps, I suppose it's to deter people from taking them. I mean, I guess so, but yeah, I've got to do one on from my mate. Uh, I might pop up there one day. That's not a V. That's a V. Um, and Comrade Bismarck, who's out there. Just on the record, mate, if you do, can you leave the messages? If he sends me via message rather than putting them in the comments, and then I'd, I have to remember to write them down. If you could stick them in the comments, it would be more helpful. But he said, and this is again, these are the people that are out there doing the thing. He says, I run eight 44 tons and two seven and a half tons. A hundred mile job would be over 220 pounds at least. Some jobs, depending on the area, 350 to 400 because the areas are hard to get in and out of. Don't let freight forwarders bring the price down so they can make money off your back. Stand your ground. So, yes, so it, again, it's all out there. It's all doing it. Um, but in relation to putting a truck on the HX, 
better to have your own, definitely I would say, have your own trailer. Right now we're on the miscellaneous. Uh, domain name guy says, well done, just think how, oh yeah, because of the pallet truck thing. He says, just think how many broken pallets there are out there. Uh, they didn't have their own markings on them. All of them need to do, all, all you need to do is invent a gravel proof four, truck with four by four off-road tires, a radio controlled, although scaffold planks would make a pallet um, truck, a, a scaffold planks would make a pallet truck gravel proof or a person who needs would need to do is keep half a dozen scaffold trunks in the back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So basically you could have wood. So that, that came out wrong, didn't it? Um, um, you could actually put layers of wood on top of the gravel so your pump truck could go, I actually like the idea of why can't they, why has no one invented a pump truck with inflatable tyres? If you had just small rubber inflatable tyres, like like, like, or even magliner tyres, even rubber tyres, rather than then plastic things, you've got one for indoors, one for outdoors. You haven't got one for gravel. But you, I can't understand why no one's... Have, have they done that? Does anybody know someone who's got who's designed a pump truck that can run across gravel? And if they haven't, why not? Because it doesn't sound that tricky to me. Hmm, maybe get on to that. Um, Pro Equus 11 says... Oh, he's on the Road Lords. He said, I tried Road Lords last night. Worst, most useless bit of rubbish. He said, it sent me the wrong way at first, in the opposite direction. Um, I've tried to send me up residential streets with weight limits. It's told me to turn left, and then it told me to go right back again. I have um, did a video on this, which is the, the Road Lords versus Ways thing. I will say, when I was running in an 18 ton, I used it all the time, and I found it very, very useful. Um... It wasn't right all the time. You, you do learn to read between the lines, but I don't think I've ever come up with a truck sat-nav yet, which is right all the time. And I have to say, for the fact that it was free, it was brilliant. I've got to say, you know, it, it never really... There were times when road lords would tell me to go one way and ways would tell me to go another way. I, go, I know categorically that road lords is wrong, but a lot of times we go, oh, I can't turn there, oh, can't turn there, oh, can't turn there, and it was just pinging me straight through. So, not my experience, but thanks for sharing. And right, you can all tune out now if you like. Um, this, <laughs> you know, I bought the poly tunnel. So, um, I mentioned it. I've had a couple of people give me some gardening tips. <laughs> so if anybody, if you want to go straight to the conclusion, we've got the, um, the timestamps underneath. You can zoom away to the bottom. Um, or you could just tune out now because conclusion is probably, uh, probably a bit of a depth squib. Normally is. I must still going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a couple of things to share on gardening. So domain name guy says, he says, great polytunnel. He says, um, I've had a few poly, because he does the domain names, obviously, domain name guy. Um, I've had a few domain names, but just, just to say that I have nothing to do with, with the tunnel or plastic. It's a whole different story. A good video on the pump trucks. He said, oh, yeah, someone else said about the pump trucks. He said, you need to mark it four ways. Because if you're going in for a pallet from one side or if you're going for a pallet from the other side. And I went, you don't need to park it from the other side because the thing just goes straight in. <laughs> it always, if you're going in from the, um, the short end, it just goes straight in. If you're going in from the long end, you need different levels. Um... Uh, yeah, that's kind of that one there. And, and finally, we're going to give this one because it's quite long. Um, but <laughs> he says, right, so do this is Godzilla's thing. He says, um, growing. He said, roll up your sleeves, it's warm inside. 25 degrees is a sweet spot. Hotter and things start to suffer. To avoid this, you need airflow. When the sun, keep the doors and the flaps open. Well, I've got doors and flaps, that's good. Um, 
with nine foot uh, plants like a range of temperatures cucumbers grow massive a real pain when it goes full triffid with nine foot staked out plants um best of luck with that i'll grab across top uh flowers are edible by the way that's interesting tomatoes love lovely nitrates the numbers on the bottle this is interesting i've been looking this up i've got got to take some i'm now learning the difference between oh what is it two different kinds of tomatoes they've got two different names determinate and indeterminate tomatoes sounds like a maths equation but um i've got to do pruning and i've got some seeds because i thought seeds had to be grown in sort of like january but apparently you can grow them say spring well i'm pushing it a little bit but i'm gonna have a go yeah it gives me something to do i like learning new things uh, yeah, the, the tomatoes love nitrates, MPK, numbers on the side of the bottles of plant food need to be high in the end range. Well, I'll just get tomato food, but apparently it's not as straightforward as that. Pinch out the rubbish leaves from the base, pinch out the branches when they lose, the plants start to grow everywhere. Learn what LSTs, light stress training, my God, that's another thing to get into, um, is to make it a bit easier. Stay them, encourage ladybirds. Yeah, well, we're trying to encourage the ecosystem. It's kind of nice to see the little things fluttering around. My mother-in-law's allergic to wasps. I'm still working on the idea that maybe one day one will sting her. I actually like my mother-in-law, that's not fair. <laughs> um, and strawberries. Yeah, so I've just put a load of strawberries on the table. If you don't eat the strawberries, they'll attract the wasp. No, I actually thought she's great. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, the the, the stadium ladybirds, France, uh, the, the taste is exceptional compared to, this is why I planted them, because we actually got some real tasting tomatoes in, the wife got them in a cardboard box from somewhere, and they were an arm and a leg job, and I went, how much? And then tasted them and went, oh no, these are lovely, these are really nice, so then I thought, well, that's, then I went on, off on a massive tangent and decided that the answer was to buy a huge, huge polyton and grow my own, I tend to do that. Um, right, oh, here we go. Da, 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 da. You also get periodicals. He said, okay. <laughs> Veg grows to all seasons. There's more light in the middle of the, of the year than at the end. When the days start to lengthen and spring rocks up, plants germinate. They grow like mad until the 21st of June, which is the longest day. Um, after this, they start to consider breeding, so fruit up. This doesn't go for all plants, but your basic A plus B or C of growing. They want food at certain times of the year uh, and so, so nitrates grow in the summer potassium which is k on the bowl which obviously is the periodic table on that one there isn't it really for flowering and fruiting general feed and all this kind of stuff most plants don't grow into next year but some do little spring onions become massive if ignored in the winter i haven't done spring onions i've done i've done outside to cover the polyton a bit to make it look less ugly I'll, I'll get a video on it at some stage not actually on it but i'll put it in the background we've got potatoes Got beetroot, so I bought it by accident. We've got four different herb plants, uh, like oregano, sage, coriander, and something else. And then a load of lettuce. Because the lettuce, you can just pick the little leaves off. And then we just have to buy lettuce. Which, because what we have in the bottom of our dry fridge is a load of bags of lettuce, which is kind of like um, rings on a tree. The fresh stuff at the bottom, and if you work all the way down to the top, and you work all the way down to the bottom, it slowly becomes mush. Because every time the fresh stuff gets put on top, no one takes the old stuff out. And then I've got liquid kicking around in the bottom of my fridge drawer. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, most plants don't grow to Yeah, if they do, well, I'm going to, what I'm going to, oh, don't, don't, it's too boring. <laughs> a wormery is brilliant, can be made out of an old wheelie bin or tyres, if that makes sense. Wormery, interesting. Um, FFS water doesn't run off the plant food um, onto the planet, so a super drooper is, I don't know, I have no idea what that means. Free fertilisers next year, 
gets rid of kitchen scraps and grass cuttings nicely. Um, all poo is also great. Uh, greenhouse is fantastic to start plants off early and contain an environment where the world can't decide if it's 20 degrees or snowing tomorrow. It's also great to have somewhere to escape to in a world for an hour. Do love a greenhouse. Nearly forgot, all excited by a greenhouse. Capture the rainwater if you can. Tap is chlorine, which is okay-ish, but it has to sit there for a day or two to dissipate, otherwise it, it kills the plants. Um, rain is quite inert, so if you have someone with a fish tank or fish swamp water is also of a godsend. Boyfriend Dave is moving because Rose got two fish tanks, that's worth knowing. Um, it's worth dropping off a few fish into the water, into a water butt just to condition the water. It's interesting stuff. It's not about driving a van, but it interests me. It gives me something to do. And yeah, somewhere to escape. Just don't put it up. I'll be up there tomorrow because it's not so hot tomorrow. Today, I won't be up there. But, um, and finally, Steve Campbell says, polytunnels reminds me of my community service days. Of course it does, Steve. <laughs> and in fairness, I remember when I used to drop off to uh, DHL because DHL did the prison canteens. And we, we, it comes out of Booker's, and it goes here, there, and everywhere. And when you go to Ford Open Prison, which is a rundle, you don't actually go into the prison. It's on the other side of the road. And they've got a DHL depot there. And as you pull in, they've got massive polytunnels, and they're growing stuff. They've actually got their own garden centre where people can go on a Sunday and buy the plants that the prisoners grow. And I thought, as a way of getting rehabilitated back into society, once you've been stuck inside for so long, that must be really nice to actually get outside with a bit of peace a bit of greenery, a bit of tranquil. It's got to be good for your mind. A lot of people that are inside, they've got very busy minds, you know? Steve, I bet you've got a very busy mind, haven't you, mate? But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, it's a way of transitioning out. And then, of course, after you've got to do that, you've got to leave and get in the real world. The world we live in. Driving vans for a living. You've got a reference number, mate. So, that's it. So, yeah, no, like I say, I've still got stuff to do. I was trying to get this done yesterday. I've got to fit a tracer light. But I'm going to... It's such a beautiful day. I'm, going to I'm trying to get this done by lunchtime. I'm going to grab a beer, going to have a barbecue, and listen to a bit of music, I'm going to have a lay down on the sunshine, on, on a bed, and um, have a rest. And then the rest of the week, I'm going to be looking for the council job because we're back out again on Tuesday, guys. Guys and girls, Tuesday, time two. Take care. Take money.